0: If you're a person who likes to follow along in the Bible with Scripture, if you brought a Bible today, which some people do, uh, you can open that Bible to Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses 7 through 11. Otherwise, you can just follow along on the screen uh, that way, or you can close your eyes and just listen to these words. Jesus says, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, will give a snake? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Asking for what I want or need has always been hard for me. It's just always been a challenge. I remember certain times in my life where I really wanted to or I needed to ask for something that was really important to me and that it just was too hard. So I just shut down or decided, not going to do it, too risky. I don't want to risk the conflict or I don't want to upset the other person. I don't want to deal with the vulnerable feelings. So I just avoid the whole thing altogether. I can remember 10 years ago, this was a a time when this kind of uh, fear within me came to a head. My wife, Gina, and I were about to be married, and this was three months ahead of time. I had to go into my boss's office when I worked on the golf course, and I was the assistant superintendent. And so, uh, very important for me to be there and run the crew that I was managing. And I had to go into his office and ask him for time off before, before the wedding and after the wedding during a very busy time. So, I walked in, and I I knew what I had to do. I knew that there's no way I'm not going to ask for the time. And I'm telling you, I was kind of shaking like this. This was 10 years ago. I've grown. I've grown. I was just shaking like this. And my lip was kind of trembling as I was trying to get out the words of what I wanted, really what I needed. This was something I just had to do. And this time, my fear of upsetting somebody else was uh, outweighed by my fear of disappointing my wife. And (laughs) you (laughs) you get it, right? And I didn't, want it, I didn't want that fear to get in the way of something that was going to be really meaningful for the rest of my life with Gina. And so I walked in and I, I got the words out and he gave me that look. You know that look from somebody in your life. You know they're not happy, <laughs> but you know that they're still going to do it. And he said, that's fine. It's always been hard for me. I don't know why it's been so hard. I could think of other examples, but I, I just get into that space where I just don't want to deal with it. Maybe I'm not valuing myself enough, or maybe I'm just too afraid of the conflict or the vulnerable feelings, so I don't ask for what I want or what I need. Or when I'm in a a place of feeling overwhelmed, I don't ask for help. It's a lot easier just to not say anything. So here in our church, we've been talking about overwhelm and the, the common experience that it is for most of us. I don't know, a lot of you haven't heard any of these messages, but I'm guessing that you either personally or, or someone you know personally that you care about has felt overwhelmed maybe for years. Maybe it's really coming to a climax right now, a, a just a pivotal time where it feels like something's got to give because I can't live uh, so overwhelmed all the time like I've been living. That's what we've been talking about. And as we talk about this common experience of overwhelm, one that I've gone through personally for probably close to eight years or longer, um, we've talked about some important things. We've talked about the importance of growing in self-awareness and faith in Christ through practical things like discovering our limits, not avoiding that that, uh, process of, of discerning our limits, but discovering them through trial and error, slowing down in life, understanding that we can't just continue to go at the speed that the culture tries to invite us into, but slowing down, being intentional, saying yes to the right things, the right opportunities in life, and saying no to the wrong things, those things that don't align with who we are and who we want to become. And all through the while, trusting in the grace and wisdom of the Holy Spirit to guide us. So of the things we've talked about, I'd say for some people, saying no is the hardest. Like if somebody asks you for something or for help or to do something, saying no is the most, the most uh, fearful thing that you could experience. You just, it's so hard for you to say no. So sometimes we just avoid that scenario or we just pretend it's not happening or say yes to our own peril. Oftentimes that happens where we just say yes to everything and then we just add to the overwhelm. For many people, saying no is the hardest, but I bet the most common difficulty that each of us have is asking for what we want, is asking for what we need, or to to ask for help when we feel overwhelmed. What's true for you? Which one is harder? Maybe you say both. (laughs) Both and. Why is it so hard for us to ask for what we want or need? Why is that such a hard experience? Why is it so hard for us to say, I need help? when I'm struggling. Why do we want to keep that inside? See friends, each of us have needs. We all have needs. Emotional needs, social, spiritual, physical, material needs. Even the wants that we have are valid. Maybe you need to hear that today. Even the wants that you have are valid and are worth asking for, especially from the people that we're closest to. Needs and wants come up in practical parts of our life, in family in family life, in relationships, in the workplace, with your pastor, even, asking for what we want and need. Or our brothers and sisters in faith asking for prayers, asking for support during difficult times. We ask for what we need anytime we set boundaries and expectations with other people, which is super important for healthy relationships in life. So if asking for what we need is so common, and we would all agree that it's so important, why don't we just ask away? Why don't we just fire away anytime we need something or we want something? Besides, have you heard this? Doesn't hurt to ask. Have you heard that? Well, I don't know. Maybe it does hurt. Maybe it does hurt. Maybe that's... Maybe that's it. Maybe a big reason that it's hard to ask is because of the fear of being denied. The fear of being rejected. The fear of conflict. You know, what if I go into that scenario and ask for something and they get mad at me for it? Or maybe they have in the past. Or maybe they laugh at me. Or maybe they say, what's wrong with you? Why are you so weak? Can't you do it yourself? Maybe the most common fear Uh, in, in this area, is that fear of being vulnerable. That human experience that we all have, that fear of stepping into a vulnerable space out of what's comfortable, out of the space where we have control, even if what we have control over we know is not good for us. We know that we can't do it, but still it's harder to move out of control and comfort into a vulnerable space and ask someone for something that we need. Sometimes it's a lack of having a good example of asking. If mom or dad or the people that are closest to you in life never asked for help and taught you that you shouldn't either, that you should always have it together, that you should always be strong and independent, not needing to rely upon others, not asking for what you want and need, giving you that false belief. Let me repeat that false belief that what's most important is being independent. Well, those perspectives can easily turn us into uh, having a prideful perspective of ourselves, an unhealthy kind of pride. And also, not asking for what we need closes us off from other people. It does. It closes us off from other people, which is the biggest cost, I would say. So instead of relying upon others, building trust with them, being vulnerable and then seeing what happens, we end up closing ourselves off from others in isolation rather than growing in relationship and in trust with God and other people. And so when we do that, when we when we close ourselves off, when we isolate ourselves, conflict starts to arise. Have you ever experienced this where you don't ask another person for what you want or need and suddenly you feel like I'm starting to get a little annoyed at that person, you know? They should know if they really love me, if they really cared about me, they would figure it out. Pretty soon you've got some resentments building in your heart or some tension in that relationship. Or just within yourself, that pressure continues to build. And resentments grow. That's what happens if we don't ask for what we want or need. So I do uh, premarital counseling with anybody that, I, that asks me to marry them. A requirement is I say, this is what I need from you is premarital counseling and we meet for many many sessions sometimes as many as eight sessions and you know what it basically comes down to what i've noticed two main areas we've got a whole workbook of things that we can talk about but we really settle in on two things communication and conflict conflict resolution and the two are intimately related we end up saying how are you asking for what you need when that conflict arises How are you expressing what you want? And it's amazing how much conflict can be diminished or even uh, resolved by just saying those simple things of well, what I really want is, or what I really need is. But again, let's remember and acknowledge that it's just really hard. It's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to say what we want or need. It's far easier to hold it in And hope or even expect that others will figure out out what's happening in your mind, what it is that you're wanting or needing in any season of life. And it's possible, have to acknowledge this, it's possible that you don't even know for yourself. You're not sure what you want or need. You're not sure how to ask for help or what exactly you need help with. That is really common. The good news is there is one There is one who knows us better than we know ourselves. Amen? The Lord Jesus knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows exactly what we're going through in life. He knows exactly what we're good at and exactly what's difficult for us. And He loves us all the same. He knows what we want and need. And Jesus says that God the Father also knows us better than we know ourselves. And so... Let's go back to, this is actually a new text. I want to read to you what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, right before the text that we read earlier. Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray. And he says, When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. You know, don't make it complicated. Don't be like them. For your Father knows what you need Before you ask him. And then he teaches the Lord's Prayer. This is amazing. So he's saying, Here's some some key words. Give us this day our daily bread. This is what I need. I need food. Which for us today we just take that for granted. But back then, you know, traveling through the countryside, maybe, receiving food from the Lord is a pretty big deal. That's pretty big. Forgive us our debts, or we say, Forgive us our sins, forgive us our trespasses. So we need to be forgiven and experience that forgiveness. Rescue us from the evil one. You know, help us to see what we need to see. So Jesus says that God the Father knows us better than we know ourselves, and still Jesus tells us to ask God for what we need. And hear this one. This is what we read earlier, and let me read it to you again. Jesus says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Is there anyone among you who, if, a, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, will give a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Kind of sounds like to me that Jesus is saying, doesn't hurt to ask. (laughs) Doesn't it sound like that? That's what he's saying. So if God knows what we need and still Jesus tells us that we need to ask for what we need, how important is it to ask for what we need? Something is happening within us that we don't acknowledge or give credit for. Something is happening within us when we ask for what we want and need, when we ask for help. And if that's true, How much more important is it to identify what we want and need and ask the people directly? Or especially when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're saying to ourselves, this is just too much to talk to somebody else about it, to ask for help, to say, I can't do this alone. This is too much for me. Oftentimes, this is why, because we learn not to ask. We learn it. We learn it from the people in our lives. I'm telling you, I have have an almost 7-year-old and a 5-year-old not afraid to ask. (laughs) They will ask 10 times in a minute for something that they want. And sometimes it's just like, when are you going to learn not to ask? (laughs) But at the same time, I notice that they just are so unafraid to come up and ask for exactly what they want and need. Just the smallest things, but especially when they really need something, when they're really When they're sick or they're hurting or they're sad, they just go for it. Now, if every time that they came up, I yelled at them and said, What's the matter with you? Don't you know that I've given you enough already? Or if I was short with them, or if I ignored them, maybe a common one of just staying on my phone instead of you know just paying attention to them, they will learn, don't ask dad. Maybe go ask mom. I don't want them to learn that, of course. Kids aren't afraid to ask. But see, sometimes we learn that, that it's just not worth it to ask anymore. It's not worth it. People have let us down, so I'm not going to do that anymore. And what's worse, what's worse is when we learn that God will let us down. When we pray and we pray and we pray and we ask God and we ask God for things and still God doesn't answer the prayer. That is probably the biggest reason That we don't ask God for exactly what we want and need. And so then the more that we avoid asking, this is what happens. These are the effects when we don't ask. The more pressure we put on ourselves. We have to do something with that pressure. We we put more and more pressure on ourselves. And we have less and less meaningful relationships with other people in our lives. And the quality of our relationships are really what give us strength in life and provide meaning and purpose in life. That's, that's really where it's at, is our, the quality of our relationships. And we, when we don't ask for what we want and need, we block ourselves from growing in grace. And so tragically, overwhelm continues and actually grows. It just continues to grow, and it can compound. So the opposite is true when we ask. Even if we don't get what we ask for. We grow we change. Here's a simple, relatable example for you. I've told you that I've grown from 10 years ago when I had to ask my boss to just a really simple and silly one. Every day, I try to do the dishes. It's a commitment that I've made to myself and to my family. I'm just going to do them. They're not going away. I'm just going to do them. So I stand there, and I'm looking at two spots in my yard. One where we ground a stump, and it needs fill. It needs black dirt. And then another where we had a sandbox and we took it out of there. And I'm looking at these spots and I'm clarifying what I need in this moment of doing the dishes day in and day out. I really need to fix those spots. And all of a sudden, like a gift from God, I see my neighbor has a huge pile of black dirt. <laughs> Praise the Lord, right? <laughs> but I start to feel that tension. I, the, the best case scenario is I'm going to ask my neighbor if I can take my wheelbarrow over And get a couple wheelbarrows of that dirt. Wouldn't that be perfect? It would take no time at all. It would take like 10 minutes to do this project. But all that fear starts to creep in. What if I ask and he thinks I'm a lousy friend? What if I ask and he thinks I'm a mooch? What if I ask and he thinks, uh, you know, the only reason I'm friends with him is so that I can take advantage of those types of things? You know, there's all kinds of things. Don't judge me. You know that you feel the same way sometimes when you want to ask somebody for something. Because I've grown in this area, you know what? It doesn't hurt to ask. That's true. I'm going to be vulnerable, and I did the old. Te- Actually, the first time I called them, because I thought that would be easier for me. And I called them and said, hey, you know, I'm doing this project. Do you think I could take a, a wheelbarrow of your dirt? Yeah, for sure. Why not? I said, how much do you need? Well, one is fine. Take as much as you want. I go and do the project and just feeling alive in grace. You know, I'm, I've just really grown here and I've, God is providing and the proof of that is because I, I took that shortcut rather than having to go get pails of compost at the compost site or whatever. So I'm doing that and then I'm looking at this other spot and I'm thinking, it'd be pretty nice to just go over again and grab a couple wheelbarrows of the dirt. It'd be pretty good, Right. <laughs> But now I'm really afraid because I'm thinking, now you know he's going to think this friend is just taking advantage. This is getting this is getting ridiculous. Waited a couple of days, texted him this time. Uh, you know, what do you think? How much do you need? Just real direct respond a response. Well, probably one. Take as much as you need. Okay, so I'm going. I do the project. I, it's all done. Now what I'm telling you is, every time that I look at that project, it's all seeded now, It's like I've got nice grass coming up, it just looks great. I'm reminded of that, friend. I'm reminded of how much I've grown in courage, in self-confidence, in self-compassion, because self-compassion is a big part of it too, friends. We have to be willing to say, yeah, you know, I'm a good friend, I'm a nice person, Why wouldn't one of my friends want to help me out? So you have to believe that about yourself when you ask for what you want or need. And now we've grown in our friendship, he and I, in this relationship. We've grown closer now and he's asked me for things at times and you know, that feels good to be able to give back to a friend. And I, probably most importantly, I feel a sense of God providing for me when I look at that silly projects and think of that pile of dirt now full disclaimer the next week he went with the bobcat and spread that dirt out all over his yard i think he was saying that guy is not getting any more of this pile not i have no proof of that it's just an opinion friends maybe this is why god invites us or tells us commands us really to ask for what we want and need it's because every time that we ask we strengthen those muscles of vulnerability and courage. We strengthen them just like our physical muscles between us and between us and God. And we may not get what we ask for, but I guarantee you, I, I can guarantee this. I can't guarantee anything about how, how or why God answers prayers and why we're disappointed so often with prayer. But I can guarantee you that when we ask God or other people for what we want or need, we will become more resilient in our relationship with God and with others. We will grow. We will grow in courage and in strength and in willingness to be vulnerable. That's why asking for what we want and need is so essential for overcoming overwhelm. That's essential. Because we grow within ourselves, no matter what's happening around us, while growing closer to God and to other people. And maybe that's the result that Jesus calls good things. He says your heavenly Father will withhold no good thing for those who ask. Maybe that's what he's getting at is you will grow, you will change. So we need to continue to clarify these important questions about who we are, what is important to us, who we want to become through tools like the rule of life and and, uh, this abbreviation MSCW. And we can ask ourselves, what do I want or need? And then how can I take some steps towards asking? Just take some small steps. So this is what I'm talking about here. We've been uh, talking about these tools. These are really self-awareness tools. And a rule of life is actually an ancient spiritual, Christian spiritual discipline of saying, who do I want to become in life? This is the basic premise of the rule of life. Who do I want to become? A year from now, two years from now, five years, ten years. Who do I want to be on my deathbed? And then working backwards and saying, what habits or practices will help me to become that person? I want to be compassionate. I want to have courage. I want to have self-confidence. Okay, what are you going to need to? How are you going to need to live in order to become that person? It, it won't just happen. And then another one is is just a simple way of evaluating what you're doing now or maybe what you're going to live into. Uh, The abbreviation MSCW. My uh, mentor and old professor said you can think of it as Moscow. It's not pro-Russia. It's just MSCW. Must, should, could, and won't. What are the things I absolutely must do that are most important to me And then on the the reverse side, saying, what are the things I absolutely will not do? They're not good for me. Maybe it's an addiction in your life. Maybe it's something that just makes you feel drained every time you do it. And it's not that easy to just ditch things, right? It's not that easy to just say, I'm not going to do it anymore. But you can say, okay, what steps do I need to do to transition that way? And then here's your homework for you. You all didn't know that you were getting homework when you came for this confirmation today, but you are getting homework. This is what I give to some couples in premarital counseling, and they told me, this couple that I just married, they told me that they're doing it still, and they still have this up on their fridge. Write down on a little piece of paper, or if you have some kind of a whiteboard or something at home, or maybe a mirror in the bathroom, write down, I want, and put a blank line, I need, another one, put a blank line. Leave that up there for a whole year if you need to and allow the Lord to shape your mind, your thoughts into this framework because I'm telling you, if you can start to think that way, not only can you just be kinder, more kind to yourself, but you're going to have better relationships with the people in your life and with God of just saying, what is it that I want Or what is it that I need that I'm not getting right now? And what am I willing to do, what am I able to do to move towards getting those things? It helps. It really helps. We really can't expect others to know what we need. It's impossible. Thankfully, Jesus knows. And will give us all the grace, wisdom, and courage to grow in faith, relationship with Him, and with one another. Amen. I'd like us to take just a moment to sit in silence and reflect upon anything that you've heard today. It doesn't have to be my words. Anything that the Lord might have been speaking to your heart or mind. Any emotions that came up. Let's just sit with those for about 30 seconds. And I'll say a short prayer and we'll, we'll end with the Lord's prayer together. Let's sit with God during this time of silence. Jesus, uh, most of us don't understand why it's so hard for us to carry that uh, childlike impulse of just asking for exactly what we want or need from others. That somehow, some way, life shapes us uh, to be more afraid, to be more reserved, to be more uh, in an unhealthy